Flamingo. This is series one, episode three. You're back with Like a Flamingo. It's the first podcast in a little while. I'm joined by Jerome, as ever, co-founder of My Pet Flamingo, and also by Tom, the two constituent parts of Donor Lens. And we'll Hello. be talking more about that as we go along through the episode. Let's we'll not forget. We're also joined, yeah, by Azim, who's coming along with us to Groove Horizons, which is a major UK future funk event, which is happening in East London later on this evening. Imminently. But most importantly, and uh, this is something I wasn't aware of until that long ago, is it's the 10th anniversary of Vaporwave, and we marked that this weekend. Uh, yesterday we released an album, uh, to mark that, it's a 65-track compilation. It's free. You can get to our Bandcamp, mypetflamingo.bandcamp.com. You can download that. It's pay what you want. All money goes to the Internet Foundation. Um, so we're going to start with the track that came out yesterday on our label. The vinyl release is a 10-inch on a spearmint blue vinyl. It's Future Girlfriend with the track Pink Dance. Yeah. 
flamenco.
So that was School Toyama with Love Island and before that Future Girlfriend with the track Pink Dance. Both of those albums have come out on vinyl this weekend. Once again, both available via mypetflamingo.bandcamp.com. And yeah, it's the 10th anniversary of Vaporwave and I'm joined by Jerome, who's always with me, and Tom, uh, the constituent parts of Donor Lens, to talk about your new album, which is coming up on My Pet Flamingo soon. Um, but yeah, 10 years of Vaporwave. Yeah, I'm old enough to remember it happening first time round. Yes, same here. I'm not sure about you, Jerome. I'm old enough, but <laughs> maybe can't, can't remember that far back. Interests were elsewhere at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the album we put together, 65 tracks, um, it's a hell of a, an accomplishment to put it together. It was a, a Reddit project that we got involved with. We were approached to, to uh, convene the release, and uh, like we said before, it's available on the Bandcamp. Um, Chief Elif, shout to him for pulling this together. I mean, it's a hell it's of a an monster. endeavor trying to pull that. When I, I mean, it took me an hour and a half we to download believe it. it. Yeah, three point yeah. three gigawa- gigabytes worth of music, and and it really does mark. You know, it's a decade since this music started. It's retro in itself, but you know, how how, how have we arrived where we are? Yeah, and it's, it's crazy to see where where um, where the where the scene is now from what you know started off as such a small small. Um, with the original release, you know, Chuck Persons with Echo Jams, that kind of thing, you know, go go back to, you know, Lisa Frank and Macintosh Plus and those albums which have kind of formed this genre, uh, led us to where we are now. It's not so much, uh, it, you know, the, the scene's almost diverged. It's not just sample-based vaporwave, we've got future funk, we've got all sorts of splinter uh, movements. Sub-genres. Well, vaporwave's dead though, isn't it, apparently? Yeah, we're listening to Vaporwave 2, apparently. Yeah, I'm post, not so sure post vaporwave yeah, Vaporwave 2.0, yeah. X, but we're, X.13, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But like, we're joined, we've got, we got Azim with us. The, you're kind of a noob to the scene. He's a neutral. Yeah. Well, what I was just thinking was, it's, it's kind of weird to think that it's 10 years on, but what other subgenres or genres have you seen that 10 years on, people are now only starting to pick up on, on the flex of that? So It's true. It's something to be said for Vaporwave in itself. Well, and we set this label up maybe 18 months ago. And it's not to say that we started listening to it 18 months ago, but it's taken that time and there's still new artists like yourselves, uh, Donor Lens, like, you know, there's new artists, there's new labels forming, there's new events. Tonight's the first Groove Horizons and we're all going down there shortly. You know, the fact is the scene's still growing, um, but it's changed dramatically from when it first started. Can I say the the craziest thing I find is that you a label that specialises in physical media and when this stuff was coming out first time around, it was like, you know, early days of YouTube, early days of the internet. It's kind of music that's designed to be difficult to process and canonize, but because it's, you know, you guys are putting out physical records, yeah. kind of building a canon, of, you know, classic records and records that people come back to. You know, you're kind of, it's almost doing the impossible, right? It's designed to be difficult and hard to navigate. And exactly. Curating. And you know, the, the first thing that we, stuff. the first thing we tried to do, I mean, now we release a mixture of new stuff, like you guys' album's gonna come out in the, in the near future. Myself and my brother released an album on My Pet Flamingo, and we've worked with other artists who've done new stuff. Okay, I kind <laughs> of slipped, <laughs> a little trade secret there. Yeah, but, but, which, but which one is it? That's the, yeah, that's the, thing. If that's the competition. If you can find out which one it is. Find the Easter egg. Yeah, yeah exactly. find the Easter egg for a prize. Send us an email, mypetflamingouk at gmail.com. Tell us which one it was. Yeah, but the point I'm making though is that, you know, like there's a mixture of new and old stuff. Originally, we set up the label purely to curate 
the older stuff, the uh, the original classics, anything that we could, you know, artists maybe who don't produce music anymore, we've been trying to get in contact with them yeah. to, 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 to immortalise their music on vinyl. So the first thing we did was Turnt Boy Forever. Uh, that album to me was the early genesis of Future Funk in my, my like perception of it. I loved that album and that was the first thing and from then on you know we'd already done waterfront dining releases on time I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, nice. but it, the whole point was to create a new channel for this kind of music yeah and but that was like that was like the that was like the um the marking point of when we decided we were going to going to do that right after after noise yeah we, we did noise that was when we that was when we realized hang on this this deserves like its own channel this deserves its own yeah because it kind of fits in in the same way as drum and bass and hardcore used to fit into the same kind of scene vaporwave and synthwave they kind of there's a crossover a lot of the fans would like both but it deserved its own channel and my pet flamingo is supposed to be a home to classic <coughs> modern you know all types of vaporwave and associated genres so this event tonight's the first one from Groove Horizon so it'll be interesting to see how that goes because there's not so much of the live scene it's the it's the first future funk event in the UK that I'm aware of we saw um we saw We've seen Blank Banshee. Yeah, yeah, we saw Blank Banshee recently at XOYO. That was that was wicked. Um, <clears throat> but as, yeah, as as far as vaporwave and future funk events in the UK, <clears throat> not aware of many that have happened. Well, we released this album. It's probably worth us playing some tracks from it. So why don't we um, play a track by Channel Select? Uh, this is a track called My Love.
single. That was one O Tricks Point Never with nobody here. And why'd you pick that, Tom? We're marking, we're marking, <laughs> we're marking the 10 year anniversary of Vaporwave. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny hearing that. Divorced from the Rainbow Road visuals, because that's, you know, it's so strongly associated with that. Looping audio and looping video, and it's got no development at all. It's just one little sample that just goes round and round, but you kind of invent your own sort of variations and changes to it. It's just repeating with no variation at all. It's just kind of inspiring the listener to have it, to have their own experience. Yeah, yeah. The more, the more it goes on, like strange things start to happen. It's like when you say a word over and over again, like it starts to it takes, lose, yeah, it loses things. its meaning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It loses its meaning and gains something. But that's the interesting thing is because people who've never heard this genre before, if they were listening to that track for the first time, they wouldn't necessarily know it as vaporwave, but they would experience that. And you know, your your initial reaction might be dismissive because yeah. well, it's, it seems like extreme, little's been right? done with it. It's more extreme because you see, yeah, the, 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 the thing that people throw at Vaporwave is that it's just other people's music slow down and people throw at Future Punk that yeah, other people's music sped up, up, right? Yeah. But like, almost, in almost all cases, right, that, that's not strictly true. In this instance, it, that's literally what's happened. It's one line of, one line of the lyric that's been looped round and round yeah. and round. Yeah. And I think that's true of a lot of musical movements is that the kind of early stuff or the like proto stuff is, is more extreme than what follows and then people take you know that that germ that's that starting point and kind of develop into something a little bit more palatable yeah. do you think that's kind of like people learning to use the technology as well like you get the idea someone someone triggers an idea in your mind and then you learn the technology so the first instance might be basic loops and then people start to to chop a bit more they start yeah. to embrace the technology but a bit more but yeah it's not that one of trick one ever doesn't know how to do it because i think you know exactly that's, that's better than anyone but i think like great artists come in different forms. There's people who, you know, have insane original ideas of their own, and then there are also great artists who build on that wave, you know, that wave of artists' original ideas. And this is very much that first thing. Right? And I don't want to preempt that conversation that we're yeah. going to have about your album that's coming up, Tom. But like, what would you say to someone? Because you are someone who didn't, you didn't come through the synth wave vaporwave scene like me and Jerome did. You've kind of, you've, you've been exposed to it, you've heard it in your own way, what have you. What would you say to someone who's never heard it before to to, to preempt their criticism that that is effectively a, a, a simple loop repeated? That you shouldn't be judging things like this by kind of uh, very conservative musicological criteria, right? Like it's it's internet art, you know, it, 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 it could belong in a gallery, but it's actually more appropriate that it's, it's there on YouTube and it's just like a little loop for you to get lost in. And it's, you know, the, the visuals are, you know, Mario Kart visuals. It's kind of, you know, what we all grew up doing, like getting lost playing N64 games and just kind of being slightly hypnotized by the sounds and the, the experience. And that's, you know, it's trying to recapture something of that. But you guys have, you, and I say you guys, I mean Jerome and I mean you, Tom. So yeah. Jerome was obviously always co-host this podcast with me, um, co-founder of the label. You guys have come together with a new um, uh, donor lens, is, is the band name as it were. Like you guys, your focus is more non-sample, so sample-free vaporwave. So why? I think what? that was the starting point. Yeah. So, but, you so, know, we, we got much less ideological as things went on. You yeah. know, you kind of relax into the process. So we kind of um, we, we we started the idea because I used to, I used to teach um, Tom a little bit of guitar um, <laughs> out of um, out of our and Tom used out to of teach our little brother drums yeah exactly so 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 Tom used to teach our little brother Jacob um, drums and I used to give him a guitar lesson afterwards and um, 
it got to a stage where I couldn't teach him any more guitar because he was just progressing too fast. And it was I just wanted to play Stevie Dan. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. just becoming a bane on my um, on my on my. Uh, uh, prep for lessons each yeah. week. So I, so I, it's like he was setting you homework. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Set him yeah, homework. Yeah. yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of spending ninety percent yeah. of my prep time like learning yeah, this stuff. World's most irritating student. <laughs> yeah. um, but but I, I, I suggested the idea that instead of um, instead of uh, guitar lessons, we worked on a on a um, music project together. But I made it very clear at the start. I was like, let's make let's make something vaporwave because because um, you're not as into the kind of synthwave stuff. Um, as the as the as the more vaporwave kind of stuff, mm. I, was, I, I suggest we do a vaporwave song. But the, but the but the rules were, let's not use any samples. Let's try and do it sample sample free. But you sampled so, yourself, so yeah. Essentially, that was yeah. that was the starting yeah. point. So teach yeah. teachers setting some very strict boundaries, and um, naughty student me um, set about dismantling them. But yeah, that that was the starting point where we would kind of record some fairly kind of conventional groove based music, and then apply these kind of time time processes to it, you know, speeding things up, slowing things down, Chunks. kind of, yeah, but like entirely with our own music, um, as, as well, it went, yeah. Before you, before you go into the detail of how you recorded it, let's yeah. just play, let's play um, a track from that album which is coming up. Do you want, do you want to, uh, the album, we haven't set a release date for it, but it's obviously going to come in the next, uh, next month or two, we're going to do a cassette, a mini disc and a vinyl release. The art, just a shout there for Victor Arce, mm -hmm. he did the art for Flamingo Funk Volume 1, um, he's a graphic designer based in Barcelona, I believe. I believe so. Yeah, and um, yeah, the artwork looks fantastic. I can't wait to release it. It's got a very um, it's sig a distinct signature, signature yeah. kind of type of art. Once every... you've seen Flamingo Funk, you will yeah. recognise the linear the, the the lineage to the yeah. to the same artist. It's it's incredible. The artwork looks amazing. Uh, the the music's just as good. Let's start with uh, a track called Talking Alone.
Market Flamingo.
So we've heard, um, talking alone, we've heard the last track there, Dimensions. Um, how, how did you go about, so you didn't do sample free, you didn't do samples, sorry. How did you go about sampling yourselves? Like, well, explain that kind process. of. We, talk, we, we touched on the idea that we weren't going to use any samples in. That was the initial yeah, guiding yeah. philosophy. So it? talking alone, I believe, is, is completely made up of our own. Yeah, so there's an original vocal on that, which is by you, me heavily processed, I think it's probably the first time I sang on a, on a record. Yeah. Um, so we just, yeah, we tracked some, got it, it's like, it's like we, we kind of put this together quite, quite a while ago, it's quite weird thinking back to how we even put these songs together. We kind of, we kind of worked between um, my laptop and your laptop and kind of me coming up with ideas, you coming up with ideas. You're yeah. sending each yeah. other stuff from Wales to London to Wales to London. Yeah. The thing that intrigues me is that most of the Vaporwave that we've worked on, say, um, you're, you're, you're taking a finished product and then you're chopping it up and you're making something else with it. Mm -hmm. Did you ever complete the finished product of any of these songs before you then deconstruct them, then, then destroy them. Like, did you? Yeah. Did you is there? Is there? A, basically, what I'm asking you is, like, do we need to set up another label to release a pop album by the pair of you? <laughs> no. Well, like the, to an end with the original content. Yeah. Like, what's yeah, happening yeah, to yeah, the yeah, original yeah. content that you didn't yeah. slow down or you didn't chop up on? Like, what's yeah, happening to it, Unfortunately, I, I don't think it, it ever got that far. I think we were yeah. we were always thinking with the intention of kind of using it. So you don't track. I think track, I think yeah. I think we got to the, we got to a stage with each kind of musical idea where we where we had kind of loops and ideas that we were happy with without having to kind of necessarily write a full a full song. This ties in quite nice to what. Obviously, for those who don't know, our rhythm songs around and sounds about 12 seconds are with him. And we've gone through almost five, ten years of writing lots of great riffs to songs and never having the sort of goal to complete them all the way through. So this kind of ties in nicely where you can have a great riff, a great old loop, and just think that's our lot, and then take it into the next song. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. How it so it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're using so an idea of, without discarding it because it's not a finished product. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Because you know there's going to be some more creative things that go into that and make a more beautiful product by the end of it. And also, where I think I think I think with the with the kind of music that we were trying to kind of kind of trying to create, like it, it's it was um it's kind of okay for it to be uh, quite loopy in a way, you know, rather than rather than necessarily having um Pop yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. There's very little like, exactly. actual four bar looping though, right? Like even, yeah, 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 even yeah. if it's one sequence going round and round, I think we would play the full three four minutes on various instruments and yeah. get those kind of small yeah. variations and things that keep interest. How would you make it like? If we're going to an event this evening, mm -hmm. which is more future funk. Admittedly, you guys' music would be a sample, sa almost sample free, albeit you're sampling yourselves most of the time. It's different to future funk. Uh, that's the kind of event that we're going to this evening. But how would you guys set about making it work in a live context, or could you? We, Is it we, possible? We were talking about this from yeah. the start. Like I, I've always quite liked the idea of putting an actual band together to play this because it's. It is still kind of groove-based music. Like it's whether, possible. It's, yeah. it's definitely possible to do. It's just but the only, the only, the only trouble I think that we would, may may run into is 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 the fact that we've we've um, uh, screwed around with the kind of speed that, that that sounds are played at. So, for example, vocals you couldn't you couldn't sing necessarily all of the vocals in live. Yeah, but that's like. In, in any kind of um, cover band situation, right? You get used to playing songs in different keys, and you just get used to, yeah. the, to the sound of. I don't think it's that different to yeah. any kind of. You know, you, you hear stories of classic band leaders like holding their holding fingers up, like telling the band how many shots or flats are in their song, and they just get on with it, right? Like, yeah. I think um, 
I think it'd be quite cool to, to learn how to learn how to play our own music live. The interesting, uh, the interesting parallel. They'll go take it back to like um, the Beatles, and some people say that that track. Um, Tomorrow Never Knows is like the, the pre-dawning of drum and bass, for yeah. example. They've used tape loops. Um, it's like a proper full-on breakbeat. Yeah. I absolutely love this track. Like, how on earth would you possibly recreate that live? I mean, it's part of the reason why, why right, they're screaming girls. But I'm not sure we're going to get that this evening at a future funk <laughs> event. I'm not sure necessarily. I don't want to do you guys down. I don't know whether you'd get screaming girls at a donor lens event. But the other reason that they stopped playing live the Beatles was because they couldn't recreate the stuff they were doing in the studio live. So there's the challenge there. I don't of think making it work I don't in think, the same way. I don't think that if we were to do we were to perform it live that we'd necessarily be trying to recreate what we no. did in the studio at all. It would be it would be doing um, doing a a a version of um, of sorry someone's phoning us. Um, it would be it would be trying to recreate. Um, a, you know, as more interesting. Version, uh, sorry, 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 I got, I got a bit a new, a new conceptualization of that album. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's more interesting for everyone. It speaks to the maturity of the genre as well, because you see a lot of bands like from the Beatles, they'll try and do, do things live, and it'll be different to the recorded version, and that's what people appreciate in the live show. So, speaking for the maturity of the genres, once that once it gets to a certain point, at that point, you can almost experiment and you have the freedom as an artist to do that. We recorded a podcast for Time Slave Recordings earlier on where we were talking about Synthwave, which is more directly, immediately, very 80s sounding, and I made the point about. Um, we Heim came up in conversation as like you know like a modern representation of Fleetwood Mac almost in a way, but their live representation of their tracks is completely different. They're much more of a rock and roll band live than they are an '80s pop band. On I think it's recording. more exciting as well. Too. If, if, if you if you go and see someone live, like I mean, while it'd be great for it to sound exactly like the album, I think, I think there's something there's something quite interesting about going and seeing a band and seeing something completely different to what it you. It makes you feel special as, as the audience. I was the one. Yeah, I was at that gig that and yeah, they yeah, played yeah. it. In this style, yeah. Okay, get that. Not to say that we're ever going to be doing, you know, that kind of. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to. I'm not. We're first. We're not trying to say that Donor Lens is going to be like Fleetwood Mac. I think the best thing is if we play you another track. So there's a there's a Chuck Person Fleetwood Mac tune off Echo Jams. It's like one of the first Fleetwood tunes. I almost felt like in the context of this that we should play that. We'll, we'll, <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll go out. We'll maybe we'll go out to that at the end Bonus of the episode. Bonus. Then yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Well, let's play one more track from the album. Let's play. You wanted to play um, Miracle Water. Let's play that. This is uh, from the upcoming album. This is Miracle Water by Donalands.
And that was Miracle Water by Donor Lens. I'm joined, as I said before, by uh, Tom and Jerome on the band. We've been talking about how... Crack. We've been talking a little bit. I like that. I like the way we come back in with a bit of a crack and open a beer. I feel like I've been yeah. doing that a bit too AMSR. much today. Yeah, three, exactly. Three at once, then. But... Intense. You talked kind of a little bit about how you started making physically, but why don't you yeah, tell me yeah. a bit more about the concept? I feel like, I feel like, I feel like let's we, not get bogged down yeah, in the samples. I was say, stuff. what's the concept? Yeah. Of I can totally see why that's interesting, right? So, yeah. like, I think I feel like we got a, bit, a little bit sidetracked with it. Though. No, but that's fine because that is like a talking point, right? And you were saying that it's been been talking about this recently, and it's something that's you know, because it, like almost the whole point of the genre really is that it's supposed to be about repurposing samples, and yet there have been some people who've managed to make very evocative and convincing music. Like um, Runners Club. Runners Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Runners Club. Good who, example, yeah. We've actually, we listened to a lot of um, of um, Panama Papers. They've done a remix of your album, uh, on, on your album, haven't they? Mm. One of the tracks. Yeah, we have, they have indeed. Um, they they um, remixed one of our tracks, Delete Delete Time. Yeah, Delete Time. Um, we've also got uh, another remix as well by Mac Lacrosse as well. Which yeah, Mac Lacrosse, yeah. We'll, also, play, we'll play a track from his new album later on yeah, in the pod, but... Yeah, I mean, so all I want to say is that, like, um, yeah, so listening to this Runners Club stuff, and I think they're very ideologically committed to not using any samples, but like there's, even with them, right, there's, they, 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 you know, you're always trying to find loopholes, right? And there's, yeah, um, what's, the, what's the track? So there's the track where they use the same um, Alan Lomax, like field recording of those kind of old blues songs yeah. that, that Moby used, right? Yeah, yeah, what's yeah, the, yeah, what's yeah. the What's the, what's the lyric? I can't remember um, the name, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I spotted that and I, that, yeah, that, that, that sort of chimed, uh, yeah. So I think, I think there's, when you start on a project, right, you have a starting point and it's always, it's always going to move in kind of unexpected directions and I think the direction that, that our record took on was that we we made a track called Miracle Lounge and then decided to kind of theme the whole album, album around that so everything the artwork the kind of the sound design the, the track listing everything and um, the I guess the kind of point of Miracle Lounge is like airports and business lounges as these kind of transient spaces yeah right? exactly these kind of liminal in between yeah spaces like these kind of purgatory type spaces where which you're, i love i love these places yeah i'm, I'm at my well, house you like shopping centers like there's a, I love there's a famous shopping center story i believe oh, <laughs> oh yeah should we tell yeah. it Please. no no literally <laughs> should we tell okay, okay, okay. no all it is no 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 i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shirk it i'm not gonna shirk it i won't shirk it in any sense embellish it the way you embellish no i'll embellish it embellish i won't blemish any blemish blemish it make it worse sorry no the point wait okay embellish the, the reason this is interesting actually is because one of the interpretations of the original vaporwave like the whole mall soft genre mm -hmm. it's about like encapsulating that feeling of being in a 1980s shopping mall now, I fucking love shopping like I'm not gonna lie oh, like, I'm like shopping. ah fashion I love it like I'll go shopping anytime and, and the reason, hate it, the reason he's, he hates it the reason he's big in this whole story up is because I made I made him go with my <laughs> 
I God. made him go. Me, him, and, and our younger brother Jacob. We went, and Jacob, Jacob has Down's um, Down syndrome. For people who don't know what that is. Um, so like, you kind of have to keep a close eye on him because like he's got a very inquisitive mind. He likes to wander off wherever he, he goes. He also loves shopping. So tend, as well. like, and he, he loves shopping. Like, I, so we tend to hold hands like most of the time. And that's just, you know, just a sensible way of keeping on top of where he is. Now, I kind of lost my way with him when we were walking through Westfield, is it? Westfield. Westfield. You, Shepherd's you kind of, you like kind of the, the one in... No, the one in Shepherd's Bush. It's like oh, a, one of the biggest, one. the biggest Huge. shopping centres yeah. you've ever you, been in. Can I, I kind of lost you get, track no, of where he was for 10 seconds. No, but you kind of get into this, this like, when, you, when, when you've when you got loads yeah. of shops around you, kind I've of got this, like, kind of deer, like, um, like, rabbit in the headlights. But that's by design, right? Like, the whole lighting, the whole background music, the whole setting. No, yeah, this is different. It feels like a jungle. Every man for himself. That is a big circle. I've been there for about 10 years. You get lost. And you could wander around three times before you realise that you've already passed the point at which you started. And so so I'm walking through this space. Dazzled. I'm dazzled. I'm dazzled by the offers. I'm seeing like, buy one, get one free. I'm seeing like, you know, three for the price of two. Like, I'm I'm fucking completely distracted. Hunting for a bargain. And then my brother, like he, he's he's 10 meters behind me and I'm supposed to be with, holding hands with Jacob. Jacob yeah I thought I was with Jacob though and I thought I'd lost him so basically what happens is I'm walking past the shop I see some shoes and, I, and then I and then I'm like I'll come back and get him later so I reach out and like I'm holding hands and it's just a natural moment like I'm holding hands it feels natural it feels like it always does you know that the, the way our fingers interlock <laughs> No, it's lovely. It's like, you know, when you've got a little brother or a child or what have you, you know what it feels like. You just, it's natural, like a glove. And then I look across, but it's not Jacob. <laughs> it's not Jacob, it's a middle-aged woman. No, it's a middle-aged man. It's a middle-aged man who had the same kind of reaction as me, I think, which was, is it nice? Is it not nice? <laughs> no, like it was the recoil, the instant recoil, and then I look back, and then there's Jerome, and he's almost on the floor, like rolling around <laughs> with so, Jacob. So yes, we've had yeah, a long, yeah. we've had a long sidetrack. I feel like I, I, feel like I, I can I say the best thing about it was I was I was stood about like like ten meters behind, like directly behind. I just watched the whole thing. I was stood with Jacob watching the whole thing unfold, and the like the actual best thing was the fact that the other guy didn't didn't he didn't flinch. He didn't. No, 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 no. But no, but I, I just think, held my hand. No, no, no. But, Sounds no, but, like a beautiful moment. No, but no, but no, but I think. He did a similar thing. Like I think he may have been with his wife or his girlfriend or something like that. And, and he thought and he, I was and her. And he'd done the same thing. And I there, there was, was a good. She. There was a good two seconds of hand holding before. The testament how soft your hands are. Well, <laughs> been buying hand cream in those sales, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That is Look, way I used to try to I feel like I've, I've, I've kind of hijacked the promotion of your album here. We're here to talk about it. No, not about my. You know like, like, I feel like our, 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 record, our record tells a similar story, I think. Um, like for real, like well, really not not just being recoil. not just being flippant, but not holding strangers' hands. No, but well, you know that's well, that, what's what's a listening experience if it's not like an artist you, you don't seen, know guiding you, you through. You know. Exactly. Have you seen Stranger oh, Things not, series three? Uh, the whole thing is that. the whole thing is no spoilers. <laughs> we'll be careful about that. But Stranger Things series three, the the bulk of it, the background, the backdrop, obviously is that town, but most of it happens in this mall. So and cool. and it has that feeling. It's like that shopping mall, and it's that that's kind of retro futurism of Stranger Things. So it feels like you're back in the 80s, but 
somehow it feels so, current. Yeah, wait, wait, so I'm gonna try and bring bring this back if yeah. at all possible. But Straight like, in. I really, I think like the the 1980s thing doesn't factor in this in our music. At all, other than maybe like some of the equipment that gets. Yeah, some yeah, like so like it's so like. one of those things where you've never done it consciously, but if you were an outsider listener, so if I was. Yeah, you. There's 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 no there's question that you, that you that you definitely get some sort of um, uh, touch of the 80s, but that's yeah, that or is, like again, on like 90s like Tom, kind of yeah, nostalgia yeah. from like yeah. what Tom was saying, like 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 some of the some of the some of the synths and stuff that we've used. Um, like at, at the moment, we're sat in um, Tom's wonderful studio, surrounded by his um, beautiful. Yeah, man, I'm going to post that video because we got here and um, Tom was playing Lisa Frank on his Juno 106, and that was just that was a blow away moment for me. I love that beautiful. keyboard, man. We'll post mm -hmm. that later on. Yeah. I think we'll. Um, we'll rather than, I reckon that's. I was going to play out with Lisa Frank, yeah. but we've got a new track to um, play out with now. It seems so. Yeah. Um, um, but just to just to just to like before we get sidetracked again, like just to just to kind of wrap up what we were talking about like the kind of um general uh how would you how would you how would you summarize the, the kind of theme of the album tom because we kind of we kind of came to a pretty um yes yeah, so I, th I think like it's it's a fairly tight premise this idea of, of a lounge as being this kind of in between space and you're you know you, you've come from somewhere and you're headed somewhere else and your your thoughts kind of start to drift really so our, our record's pretty varied like it's there's um, this track, Miracle Water, which we've just played. Um, it's kind of like an ambient opening to the thing. It's, it's, it sets the scene. Um, it kind of sets you into this kind of uh, daydream type space. And then over the next 30, 40 minutes, you know, it goes through a variety of tempos and styles. And you know, some tracks are really light, some tracks are really dark, but it all sounds like they're kind of um, it's got a bit, I mean, it, but it, it's really varied, but there's a type of dream logic to it, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, I, I think... Yeah, like... Yeah, so like, so like, I think, I think, I think what we kind of, what we kind of, um, kind of came to was like the idea of like a, like a traveller, maybe, maybe, maybe a businessman or, 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 or some sort of traveller who's kind of, kind of stuck in this waiting lounge and we, and we, and we, and we kind of, um, and we inter it, um, uh, underneath the tracks is this constant, um, like sound texture of um, yes, yeah, so um, we got quite a lot of field recordings for various airports. So um, Miracle Lounge itself is actually an, uh, a lounge in the Bangkok airport. Um, so I used quite a lot of sounds. I recorded myself. Which actually, and, uh, that's actually where we got the idea of the name of the album as well, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. there, there, there is an actual Miracle. I've been to this. Miracle I've been to this airport as well. You've been, have you been to the Miracle Lounge? I'm not sure if I've been I to the Miracle it, Lounge. I think, it's, but I think it's Thai Airways Lounge, and it's. It's not a glamorous space, like it's 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 not great. Um, I can imagine, but it kind of it's superficially glamorous, like you know, yeah, yeah, it's glass yeah. windows and leather seats and uh, Johnny Walker whiskey on top. I've done but, some hideous long haul flights, yeah, um, and I I can kind of entirely understand the vibe that you guys are creating. Yeah. I feel like I've experienced it myself. It's quite a strange sensation, right? It sounds... It, it it's sounds... almost... You, your album sounds like... I, I, I felt... I felt... And I don't want... This maybe sounds like a blunt interpretation of it, but I kind of felt jet-lagged listening to it. Yeah, no, it's supposed to be windy because that, that whole lifestyle is it, it sounds luxurious to an outsider, but it's it's a slog if, if that's, that's yeah. No, right? my, like, my original job before I left and uh, before I, we we thought we kind of formalised this label um, involved travelling sometimes, so I'd maybe have to fly from 
from glamorous places like Cardiff to <laughs> to Brussels, like to Europe, and like that kind of stuff. It seems like oh, you'll be great. You're traveling, you know. Yeah. But actually, it ain't much fun because you've got to leave really early. Yeah. You don't actually see anywhere where you go. Most yeah. of the time you spend is in these transient spaces yeah. that you kind of kind. Of, you guys have kind of. Um, well, you're you're with yourself, or you're with people uh, in the same yeah, situation. But you're, right? you're also with like uh, like unexpected mix of people. Like there's no. You never but there's know, a difference between those people who are uh, heading to and from um, work engagements and those people who are heading on that yeah. holiday, which is the thing that they've looked forward to all year, and that feeling of. But Escapism and excitement yeah. from holiday makers is a completely different thing. And I don't feel, from listening to your album, that you are charting someone who's going on a long haul holiday flight. I think no. no. So you were, you were talking about this. Your album, for me, my my take home yeah. from it is that it, it it almost feels like someone who's tired of commuting. Well, there's, so there's there's, um, there's 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 like different there's like different emotions that we're trying to like convey the whole way through though, right? So they, I mean, there's definitely space for the for the, for the, for the odd person passing through who's there. Yeah, heading yeah. off on yeah, the, that, 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 that's our, our, that's our character uh, right? seeing, seeing somebody who's having a better time than than yeah, yeah. So so there's there's talking the, talking alone, right? Like it's it's really it's really about loneliness and you know some kind of solitude or you know. Just, um, but the fact that someone might be talking about that person, like the fact that someone's noticed them or they think they might have noticed them, I kind of that's my take on from that yeah. song. I was like, yeah, it's, I don't quite know. it's quite, yeah, no, 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 yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that says a bit about me. <laughs> that says a bit about me. I think, I think, I think languages probably are as, like a slight of voyeurism, right? Like, because you're, yeah. you're kind of imagining what exactly. they're doing. No, exactly. Like, it's and very rare to actually talk, talk to anyone else in that space. And in, in any time that you're in that space, it's are you going away or are you coming home? And the difference in that feeling between going away and coming home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, huge. So, it's so huge. Like, but but it also depends on, on who you are as well. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. if you're going away on business, you're, you're looking forward to coming home. Well, you might be. Exactly, exactly that as well. Okay, cool. So um, I think probably we should play out with a track by Mac Lacrosse. Uh, Mac Lacrosse's album came out just last Friday. Um, this is a track called Duwa, and this is from Pristine. Um, Guys, thank you so much for for, for joining me today. Um, Hope that we didn't ramble too much. Mate, you um, always yeah. ramble. You are always ramble. You're the resident. Well, no, rambler. normally normally I'm the like the like the the sidekick. Oh, okay. Just chuck it in. For Tower Hamlets. Yeah. Well, there we are. There we are. We should <laughs> get Tom in. All right. Josh, okay. Josh, well, Josh is going to replace me on the Time Today podcast. Yeah. So Tom, Tom can replace you on the MPF podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can just be the sound guy. Yeah. All right. And I thank you again. Thank you again to Azim for coming along as well. Um. We are signing out then with this track by Mac Lacrosse. This is Do Wah.